Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So are you ready this morning to hear the Word of God? Oh, yes, we are ready, Mama. Oh, I always love the Word of God, don't you? Amen. Because, you know, it always changes us. Oh, uh, we, yes. we, always, we always come out different after sitting in the presence of the Word of God. Amen. Remember, God and His Word are one. So a visit with the Word is a visit with the Lord. You people who did discipleship class, do you remember that? Mm, amen. The visit with the word is a visit with the Lord Jesus himself. Amen. Because the Lord Jesus and the word are one. In fact, if uh, Jesus appeared to you, he would pretty much be quoting what he already said. He doesn't have anything brand new, brand new to say. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he came to you, he would be like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Whatever he has said in the word of God, he will say the same thing today, tomorrow. He hasn't changed his mind. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. So we are so blessed to be hearing the word of God. And um, I, I don't know whether you have seen online, but um, I want to talk on this very special subject that prophet has been teaching us. Agape. Agapetos, agapao. Oh, yes. He actually asked me to say, I, I didn't, he said, I didn't finish the laws. There is still the law of the spirit of life. Do you want to speak about the law of the spirit of life? I said, no, Papa. I said, I said no, Papa, please. I prefer that you teach it. And after that, if you want to send me somewhere else to go and say something small, small, I will. <laughs> but first of all, I want to hear you teach first. I want to learn first. And then after that, I want to add my small, small. Please don't make me do that one. So he understood. So he said, okay, you can, um, you know, go with whatever else the Lord puts on your heart. So I thought, I love the subject of agape. I love that subject. It's, it's, um, it's something I really love. So when he was sitting there speaking, I was really, really enjoying what he was saying. And um, I don't only just enjoy learning about agape because it's a wonderful topic. But I like learning it from Papa because he really demonstrates that agape. Amen. Not only in this church, but also at home. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. He is really a man of agape. But today is, I'm not going to tell you the story of agape and myself. You know, how Papa taught me agape. That one is for marriage seminar. When we do a marriage seminar, I can tell you that story. Amen. <laughs> but today, let me keep it. But suffice it to say that he taught me agape. I understood what it is. So when he's preaching... I can identify with the message that he is preaching. 
Because he's really a man of his word. He really practices what he does. Because remember, it is the doers of the word. I say it all the time. It is the doers of the word that get blessed. Amen. And I think this is like a very important thing to note for us in Streams International. It's very important to note that it is the doers of the word that get blessed. Because we know a lot. We are taught by the best. Are you there? Oh, yes. You agree with me? Oh, yes. We are taught by the best. So one of the most important things for us is to understand that it's the doers. It's the doers. So since we have learned about agape, agapetos, somebody who has gone to someone to say, please forgive me, you know, if there was something, that one is a doer of the word, is the one who is getting blessed. Somebody who has thought about who should I bless today, you know, that one is doing the word. Amen. Are you there? Oh, yes. Somebody who was offended and has said, I give it up, I don't want it in my heart anymore, is the one who is getting blessed. Because that's the purpose of the word, that we be doers of the word oh, yes. and not hearers only. Amen. And this subject, I also knew that mm, something is happening when I actually heard my own kids speak about it at home. You know, they, they talk about what Papa speaks, but most of the time it's after a while, you know. I'm like, ah, okay, yes, he has said that before. But this one, I remember on a Friday night, he's been teaching it on a Friday night, so on the Friday night he taught, and on Saturday... The two young ones were talking, and one of them is like, "Uh, uh-uh, Dad didn't say that. Dad taught that we must love one another. Dad taught about agape. So the other one is like, ah, but what did I do? So he's like, no, this and this is not agape. So I was just there listening, thinking, ah. So the other one is like, ah, no, you're just using that. No, I didn't say that. And then the other one says, oh, you know, if you don't agree with me, you become a dwarf. <laughs> you know, it... He actually said those words, Papa. He said, you know, the moment you, you, you do that, you don't change your life, you have just become a dwarf. They are talking like that. I'm like, oh, wow, this message of agape is working for me, you know? Oh, yes. For my family, people are changing. <laughs> amen, amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so... Okay, excuse me for that. So, one thing I want us to understand from what has been taught, I have understood that in the house of God, there is a lot of love. Amen. I've understood that in the house of God, there is a lot of love. And why am I saying that? It's because we have learned that love is what we are born of. It is just the action, the showing of the love is what we are being encouraged to do. But otherwise, there is a lot of love in the house of God because each one of us are born of it. And therefore, we can never say that there is no love in the house of God. Whatever house of God, even if somebody is watching me from another church, 
You cannot say there is no love in that church. No, can you say there is no love in Streams International? Because we are born of it. We are all born of that love. Amen. And everybody comes together born of love. And we all come in one place. Agape is an amazing kind of love. Because it is a love started by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He introduced the idea of agape. He said, you must love one another as I have loved you. It's a love that is unique to the children of God in the house of God. He has made it the love or the code of conduct for the children of God. We are born of love, but love itself is a code of conduct for our flesh, causing us to mature. So if our flesh tries to get out of line with what is inside, love itself is a code of conduct for us as children of God. And so a house of God is a place where you find agape. You will not find it at your workplace. You will not find it on the street. You will not find it anywhere else. You will find agape in the house of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. And it is the love that is inclusive. It includes everyone. You must love one another. Amen. One another. Amen. One another. It's a love that is so inclusive. In the book of John chapter 13 and verse 35... In the book of John, chapter 13, and verse 35. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Okay. Maybe let's start from verse 34, if we can, please. Verse 34. We should read the two verses, 34 and 35. Amen. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. All right, all right. So Jesus says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you agape one another, as I have loved you, agape you. That ye also, oh, that is agapao. Agapao one another. A new commandment I give unto you that you agapao one another. So in other words, Jesus says, he also continues to say, by this shall men know that ye are my disciples if you love one another. Whenever you look in the Bible and you see the words, you are my disciples, that men shall know that ye are my disciples. So where Jesus said, if you do this, then are ye my disciples indeed? What he actually means is that you are then like him. Yeah. You know, somebody who was somebody's disciple was trying to become like that man. So John the Baptist had his own disciples who were trying to become like John the Baptist. Yeah. 
So they will learn from John the Baptist. So in the days of Jesus, if you saw some people who were so zealous, didn't care about how they dressed and they were baptizing, people would say these are disciples of who? John. Amen. Because John didn't wear fashion of those days. He wore animal skins. He didn't eat the food of those days. He ate honey and locusts. And he was out baptizing. So even after John passed away, if you saw people like that, with the roughness of John, he knew how to just speak it as it was. He will speak to the king, he will speak to whoever as it was, and he would go baptizing and his message will be repent. If you saw such people, you knew these are John's disciples. Why? Because they are like him. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. So Jesus said, but for me, I have loved you. So in other words, he's like, people have seen me love, demonstrate love to the point that if they see you loving one another, they will say those ones are like Jesus. So he said, by this shall men know you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. Because it's, it, Jesus is so confident that when he was so confident that when he was doing his ministry, He's able to say that people who just see you, if they see love, they will see me. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? He didn't want to talk about miracles. He didn't want to talk about his wisdom. Even though Jesus was so wise. If you want to find out a man who was wise, hear how Jesus used to answer people who came with difficult questions. He will just answer them until they have nothing else to say. They have to go and regroup. This would be a group of people who have thought about what should we ask him. And they have scammed it and they have thought this is it. And they send someone to go and ask. And he will answer them. They will have no answer. They will say, let's go and talk again. What must we say? But he didn't want to be identified by wisdom either. Because there could have been some people who were wise in his days. Amen. There could have been other people doing other similar things, but him, the distinguishing factor of him, which people would not be confused. Is this one coming from John or is this one the disciple of this or that or that? He said the distinguishing factor for people to really pinpoint these are Jesus' disciples is love. And I said, Lord, why did you put it in the word to say that people shall say that we are his disciples, we are your disciples? If we love, because the people have not seen you do ministry the way that the other people saw you do ministry. So when you were talking to your disciples, you were talking to, you were talking about people who had seen you minister in action. And then you are saying that, you know, when people see you, they will see me. They will remember me. I was like, how about us? Because people have not lived in your time. But the Lord said something which was quite interesting to me. He said, do you know, somebody who loves, people still say, you are showing me Jesus. I see Jesus in you. Oh, yes. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. People will not say, I see Jesus in you for any other reason. Doesn't matter how wise you are. Doesn't matter how, how many miracles. But it's a love. If you say that you see Jesus in Papa, it's not the miracles. It is the love. Amen. It is the compassion. Oh, yes. 
It is a concern for people. That's what you say you see Jesus. Are you there somebody? So you and me, people will see Jesus in us. The more love we produce. They will say there is something about you. You show me Jesus. Remember these people have never seen Jesus. They will say you remind me of Jesus. You will be like when have you seen Jesus before? They are like I have never seen him. But you remind me of Jesus. Amen. Are you there somebody? If you have love one for another. I want us, you know there are many different types of love. But agape is different. There is the agape difference. A different type of love. That Jesus brought. Godiba mama. That agape. Let's read first. I want us to read first. Um, we're not going to read all the scriptures, but I want you to just get all the verses from 1 Corinthians 12.31. That's the verse just before 1 Corinthians 13. So 1 Corinthians 12 verse 31 and go all the way to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. And we'll just be reading and we'll be skipping. Okay? I, I want you to take all the scriptures so that it's easy when I mention uh, which scripture in the middle of that that I want. So start all the way from 1 Corinthians 12 verse 31 and go to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Thank God for agape. Amen. Okay, let's start with the 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, because that one should have actually been the beginning of chapter 13. It says, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So that chapter was talking about the spiritual gifts. He said, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. And then it starts from verse 13. So I'll just ask us to read very quickly chapter 13 from verse 1 all the way to verse 8. Can we read um, 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 1 all the way to verse 8? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1 to verse All right, I want us to read together. One, two, three, read. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. 
And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. All right, we'll stop there for now, and we'll go back to this chapter. But you will understand that agape love is the love, like I said, the one that Jesus Christ said to us that we must love one another by this love. In other words, it's, it's an all-inclusive love that God puts in the house of God, in the church of God, to include everyone. Because there are many different kinds of love. The Lord didn't want us to have, like to the church to have, for example, friendship love. He did not command phileo, which is a kind of love, which is friendship love. Because friendship love, it has a limit in that it works amongst people who have something in common or who get along. So if I get along with someone, I have something in common with someone, or we have studied the same thing, or we have the same interests, it's easy for us to become friends. But then it excludes other people who we don't get along with, who we don't have the same inclinations. Because Jesus knew that in the house of God, there will be many different kinds of people. Others will not be easy to get along. Others will come, they have nothing in common with anybody else. So he did not say phileo. He said we must agape one another so that that love is a love that works amongst everyone. It is a love that has no because. It's not because of something that you love someone, which is why even the Bible has said to husbands, agape your wife, not eros your wife, because there is another type of love called eros, which is romantic love which you see amongst married people. But Jesus said, agape your wife, not love your wife in a romantic way, because that love is also limited. It will fail. I have heard people say, I have no feelings of, of, on him anymore or on her anymore. And they want to divorce on that basis. But nobody said that Eros romantic love lives forever. It's agape that lives forever. So the Bible has commanded the husband to agape the wife because there needs to be no reason for loving her. There has to be no because, not because 
She is beautiful, not because she does the right thing. She treats me the right way and this and that. No, there has to be no because. There has to be because what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And therefore, I'm going to love the one that I have married. Are you here, somebody? Oh, yes. Our husbands and wives here. You love the one you have married. You agape the one that you have married. I want to say you don't need to even have loved the person. But if you have married them, you love them. Are you there, somebody? Amen. Agape. Agape them. Agape them. Agape them. Amen. Hmm. So, this love is not, like I said, it's not friendship love. Because friendship love fails. How many of us have had friends and the friendship broke? We are not friends anymore. Amen. Because nobody said that phileo never fails. It's only agape that never fails. Amen. It goes on forever. Are you there, somebody? One day I will teach about, I have taught once about friendship love. It's also very powerful. But the thing is that if I am her friend, you know, we are friends. And then somewhere, somehow, you know, when people are friends, they, ha- they, are, they, are, they tell each other many things, right? So if I am her friend and I have told her many things about myself, and somewhere, somehow she has breached that trust and say those things to somebody else and it has come to me. Well, I will forgive her. Okay? I will still agape. But to be friends, to tell her again my secrets, I will not do that. Amen. Are you there, somebody? That is the end of that friendship trust. Because I've just become wiser. Amen. Are you there, somebody? That's friendship love, limited. But I'll still love her. I'll not hate her. I'll still do whatever I need. But those secret things, I'll never tell her again. Yes, amen. Having forgiven her doesn't mean that I should continue that side of things. Because that was the bond of friendship. That caused me to open up. So there is, there is actually a love, a friendship love. That you can develop also with God, but I will not go to the friendship love. I'm on agape. Amen. But one day I can go that far. Oh, yes. Because it's also very powerful. It's a powerful friendship. It was there between Jonathan and uh, David. All right. But it comes to an end. You will say, Mama, what about motherly love? Even motherly love comes to an end. The Bible says it. It says even if a mother can forget her own child who is sucking and a son who has come out of her womb, even though she can forget that one, but I, the Lord, am not going to forget. So a mother can get there as tough as it is, but there is a limit even to motherly love. And there is exclusivity to motherly love. We love our own children. It's very difficult for a mother to love somebody else's child the way they love theirs. Amen. I don't even think you can do it. It has to be agape then. That's working. 
for you to love another child the way you love your own children. But it's a struggle because that motherly love is exclusive to your children. So it's not enough. That family love is for your children. When you're having parties, you always say, I'm calling my uncle, I'm calling my sister, I'm calling my cousin. This, this, that family love, natural love, is exclusive just to you. Yes. That's why Jesus never said, I want you to have family love. He never said, I want you to have friendship love. He never said, I want you to have motherly kind of love. He said, you must have agape. Amen. Amen. Because nobody will ever get excluded in the house of God. Whether they come from your family or they don't come from your family. Whether they come from your culture or they don't come from your culture. Whether they look like you or they don't look like you. Whether they rub you the wrong way or they rub you the right way. Whichever way everybody in the house of God is included in this agape. I want us to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. I've never seen such a kind of a system which is undefeatable, like the system of agape. I want us to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And, you know, what we read in, in 12 verse 31, he said, now I'll show you a more excellent way. Amen. And then he talks about love. Now, remember this, that we have been taught, prophet has taught us that love, as you practice it, you grow into it. Amen. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. As you practice it, you grow into it. And the Bible says that we are all predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So remember what I said at the beginning, that Jesus himself, he was confident to say that if you love, people will identify me. So that's where we are going. That's our goal, to be conformed to his image. So now I want to show you your perfect you in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where you are trying to go. Are you here, somebody? Oh, yes. Wave your hand at me if you're hearing what I'm saying. Amen. On Zoom, wave your hand at me if you're hearing what I'm saying. Amen. 1 Corinthians, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll go to the same scriptures. We will start from verse... Um, four, and we'll go to verse eight. So now I want us to read together with one voice, with a big voice, but instead of love, I want you to put your name because I want to show you the perfect you. Okay. Amen. Are we there? Are we together? Oh yes. I want to show you the perfect you. So instead of love, put your name in there and read it out loud. Okay, let's start from verse um, 4. One, two, three, read. Ali suffereth long and is kind. Ali envieth not. No, I want you to put your name. I want you to put your name. Don't put love, don't put charity. In fact, um, um, media, if you don't mind, can you get me the amplified version? We will wait for you, don't worry. If you don't mind, go to the amplified version so that we are all understanding what's happening. I want you to put your name, because what I'm saying is that I want to show you the perfect you. When you say that you want to be conformed to the Lord, what do you mean? What is it that you are striving for? What is your goal? 
What is your end goal? So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, but in the amplified version. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said I have never seen a system that is so undefeated and so self-contained as is the system of agape. You cannot beat it. If you live by the principle of agape one another, you cannot beat it. Mm. It cannot fail. It cannot be exhausted. It keeps going. It keeps going. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. And did you notice that Jesus says that love one another, meaning that he does not put the responsibility of love on one person ever in the house of God. Let me say that again. Did you notice the love system is so undefeatable because Jesus has not put that responsibility of love on one person in the house of God? Because if it was just the responsibility of a leader to love the congregants, if that leader ever fails to love for one day, then that day love has failed in the church. But he said, love one another. The members love each other. The leaders love the members. The members love the leaders. Love one another. Because you cannot say that they don't love me because you are also supposed to give love yourself as well. Are you there, somebody? Love one another. We cannot place any blame on anyone. That's why I've never seen such a system that is so self-contained, you cannot defeat it. Because love one another. I can never complain about not being loved because I'm also supposed to love. So if somebody doesn't love me, I'm supposed to love them. That way we perpetrate and we continue the system of love. And at the end of the day, it does not fail. Whether I have loved somebody for years or for months or for weeks or forever, the Bible says that it never fails. It never, never fails. It is self-renewing. Because it keeps no records of any wrong. We're supposed to just forgive one another. So there is nothing like this one has done me wrong and therefore there is a love problem. There is never a love problem. The one who has been wronged should just forgive. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. I find it quite incredible. I find it quite incredible because if the two of us love each other and I do her wrong, love is not supposed to fail. Because she's supposed to forgive me and keep loving me. And once she has forgiven me and released me, we are both in love. Amen. Are you there, somebody? It will only fail if she refuses to apply her part of forgiveness. Because it doesn't matter what I do. She must continue loving me. Oh, yes. There is no point at which agape can fail in the house of God if we just use it as a code of conduct because we are born of it. Amen. But it's a code of conduct for children of God. Oh, yes. Come on, somebody. I've never seen such a system. Not in this world. Mm. I was studying and I tried to think, how about the economic system? Is it a system that does not fail people? 
How about the school system? Is there a system that is such, is made in such a way, if the Lord came, you would never tell him, I was not loved. That's why I left the church. You can leave the church for, people can live for any other reason, but not they did not love me. Because they were supposed to love as well and demonstrate it. Amen. If you cannot see me loving you, demonstrate it in front of me here. So that I can see Jesus in you. Because my goal is for me to become like Jesus. If I see Jesus in you, I will want to become like you. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. Agape is perfect. It's perfect love. That's why Jesus said it. Agape one another. I don't know where I was. Maybe I was in Townsville. So I was saying to them that, "Uh uh-uh, you people who complain, say, the leaders don't do this. You know, they haven't visited me. You know, don't you know that you're also supposed to do the same? That's the way it works in the house of God. You're also supposed to do the same. When you do it, people must see you. So if any of us here practice what we are saying, somewhere, somehow, somebody who is an outlier, who is somewhere, who doesn't know this love, will see it in us. They cannot defeat us. Somebody who doesn't understand how to walk in love cannot defeat those of us who understand how to walk in love. They're supposed to learn from us. Oh, yes. It doesn't fail. It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. Undefeated. Unlimited. Unstoppable. Never ending. Oh, yes. My God, my God, my God. Are we there with the scripture or can we read from our Bibles? We are there. Thank you. All right. Chapter 13 from verse 4. I said, put your name. I want to show you the picture of the real you. And you can even write in your Bible. If you're reading from your Bible, write your name where you see love. And put a box around that and say, this is the perfect me. Okay? All right. Let's start. Verse 4. Ali endures with patience and serenity. Ali is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Ali does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Wow. It it is not rude. It is not Uh self-seeking. Ali is not rude. Ali is not rude. (laughs) Ali is not not (laughs) self-seeking. Ali is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. Ali does not take into account a wrong endure. My God. Woo! Ali does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Ali bears all things regardless of what comes. Mm-hmm. Ali believes all things, mm-hmm. looking for the best in each one. Mm-hmm. Hopes all things, mm-hmm. remaining steadfast during difficult times. My in- God. Endures all things without weakening. Mm-hmm. Ali never fails. Hoo-hoo. Ali never fades nor ends. Mm-hmm. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. Ah, did you see that? I receive. Did you see the perfect you? Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, 
visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.